This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Hello, and welcome to the E-Commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm your host today, Julian Galindo. I'm a project manager at Bobsled and Acadia Company, and I'm filling in for your regular host, Kiri Masters, this week. Today, I'm speaking with Matt Gallagher, who is a PPC specialist at Bobsled. Matt has worked with various Amazon and e-commerce brands in a wide range of fields, including grocery, personal defense, and licensed merchandise. His previous experience in those roles include PPC, organic SEO, operations, project management, and implementing other gray hat tactics. Welcome to the show, Matt. It's nice to have you. Hey, Julian. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Of course, of course. Today, we're going to be talking about an interesting subject, gray hat tactics in the Amazon world. So we can dive right into that. Many brands, I think, are trying to always get the edge on Amazon, which is obvious. (laughs) And they want to stand out among their competition. And to do this, there's lots of Amazon programs available like Amazon ads, Amazon posts, prime exclusive discounts, just to name a few. But there's also this area, this gray hat area of tactics and tools that some sellers are using to get an advantage. So today we're definitely going to dive in and discuss some of those tactics and whether we think they're worthwhile pursuing. So to start, I was thinking maybe we can kind of give a brief overview of the three hats that Amazon sellers can wear, that being the white, the gray, and the black hats. And then we can try and define a difference between gray and black hat specifically. Yeah, so I'd probably define, you know, starting just white hat, right? Just, you know, running a, a social post going to Amazon, right? There's nothing, clearly no rules against that. Taking to the other extreme, black hat would be falsely reporting a competitor's product. If it was like an electronics, you know, telling Amazon, hey, this started a fire in my house, getting their lease- listing removed. <laughs> and then gray hat would kind of be a debatable area that the terms of service doesn't directly go against, but it's also not as PG as some of the other tactics. And mm-hmm. also, I guess gray hats, it's not like I've read the terms of service every day because it's always updating. So when I say gray hat, I probably am referring to what the industry determines to be gray and what they consider gray. Many industry leaders, not really exactly from a rule standpoint, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Of course. That makes sense. So yeah, so in that I guess maybe we could try and work to identify some gray hat tactics. I know in my experience, I've always looked at gray hat kind of falling into two areas, just trying to improve ranking and then getting reviews, which will also help the ranking. So is that the case? Do you think that there's some deep dives into those two buckets there? Yeah. So a lot of the organizations I've come from have seen basically their formula is, you know, reviews times ranking is revenue. Right, because you need to get on page one. People need reviews to convert, and then that's how you might make your money. So basically, any Amazon tactic is wants to be centered on one of those two. Okay. Okay. Perfect. And then for like the ranking improvements, do you have some maybe specific examples that companies might be using or sellers might be using? Yeah. So there's a wide range. I guess an example of like a white hack maybe ranking strategy would be. That's a little bit different would be taking 
a Google ad, right? And driving traffic to your Amazon from a Google search ad. That would be very white hat, nothing wrong with that. Something that would make that a little bit more gray would maybe, some people would consider this more gray. It depends on your risk tolerances, taking that link and inserting a keyword into it. So basically, let's say you're, you're selling pickles and you click on that, that Google link. And in the search, when you click on it, in the search bar, pickles are already in that search bar. So Amazon kind of thinks, oh, this person searched pickles. You know, they weren't mm. just, just sent directly. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. The bigger, I guess, I would almost call this dark hat, hat gray. Dark gray would be rebate programs, <laughs> which gray hat with some people consider. It's going to be, I mean, this whole time, I'm probably just going to be repeating this, but it all depends on your risk tolerance and what you're willing mm-hmm. to decide what gray and black is. But Rebate programs are probably a big one in the industry that are considered dark gray. Mm -hmm. Basically, the process is taking people from Amazon, usually on Facebook, running an ad that says, hey, 100% rebate off this product, getting Mm -hmm. that person to buy that product from Amazon, either from a link or having them creating a chat bot that kind of instructs them to physically search in your main keyword. Because all these ranking tactics are based on a specific keyword that you want to rank for. Mm -hmm. Then they buy it. And the theory is, if if enough people do that, you'll increase your rank on Amazon for that keyword. That's interesting. That's interesting. Is there like third party programs or like other softwares that companies will use to do this? Or are they just kind of? Yeah, yeah, there's been a a lot of rebate companies. I think Amazon's kind of cracked down on like, rebate key and things, then there's mm-hmm. likely, I'm sure there's agencies that are doing black, gray, gray hat things. A lot of the softwares, there's softwares that will help you with your rebates. A big one is ManyChat. It's just like a very simple drag and drop chat bot for Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. So that gives you an opportunity to kind of talk to the customer, talk them through how to buy it without having to physically be there. And then there's API tools to existing that basically help people verify an order number so you know for sure if someone actually bought it they're not just saying they bought it sending you a fake screenshot or something like that right so there's various tools but there is still a lot of manual work there's really not any more for you services because amazon's cracked down on the big ones yeah yeah that makes sense so with that i kind of wanted to ask if you know as I think you mentioned before, the risk tolerance for something like this, and maybe some other examples as well. Do you kind of have a gauge or some insight as to like what those risk tolerance levels might be? And is there any way to kind of mitigate some risks for some gray hat tactics that sellers might be using? Yeah, a lot of people, I guess, won't be comfortable doing just certain things, right? That kind of just feels wrong, but may not be specifically in the TOS. An example of this is a lot of people have used FBM shipping data. So you get like their name and address and you can put, they have services where you can input that info and it'll spit you out an email of that person. It'll try to get their email using their databases. So it may not be the best email and it may not find an email at all, but you have enough people, you end up with an email list. So like a blatant black hat strategy would be emailing them directly. I mean, emailing someone without opt-in would be illegal, not even black hat from an Amazon strategy. Yeah. yeah. But kind of the gray hat version is you can input that audience into a Facebook, input that email list into a Facebook audience. And now you have like a retargeting ad 
from people who you know who've bought. That's a way to kind of get around, in that case, the law. Other ways to mitigate risk would be, I've been mentioning Facebook and many chat a lot is, you know, not using your brand's Facebook page. So if you're, you know, your brand's Dave's Pickles, you make a different Facebook page might be called, you know, pickle reviews or food reviews or something. (laughs) Yeah. So you have a basically a plausible deniability like, hey, this isn't me. I don't know who's doing this to my product. If Amazon would try to do some sort of investigation. Another thing that people have done is building out exclusion audiences. So going into of your competitors. So going into LinkedIn, finding your competitors' names, and then trying to find their Facebook profile and then adding them into a block list. So wow. theoretically, they would never see your ad if you're extra paranoid of, of getting reported. Wow, that's wild. <laughs> it's some high-level deception. That's interesting. Wow. <laughs> Anything else you have to speak to there? Yeah, I mean, the strategies are always changing. And mm-hmm. so what's worked yesterday is not going to work tomorrow. And TOS is, yes. is always changing. So it's that's one of kind of the drawbacks of these tactics is, you know, you spend all this time and money building the perfect system. And, you know, overnight, it could become irrelevant from an algorithm change or a, right. a platform change, a big, I keep mentioning many chat because it used to be such a staple in the gray hat community. But now, now Facebook, a couple of years ago, Facebook changed their policies of how you can message people like they have to opt in. So you're really at the mercy of these big platforms using mm-hmm. all these different tactics. Yeah, it's interesting to see how strict Amazon has become. I mean, it's a good thing, I think, but they've definitely, I think, cracked down a lot in the last like you know, year and a half specifically on things like this and just, you know, like counterfeit products and you know, shady tactics in general. So it's interesting to see what people are still trying to go to to try and get an edge. Amazon's just trying to put the best products in front of people and there's always people that are going to try to, you know, game the system. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. That's for sure. I did want to to bring this to light because I think it's important to make this clear that you know Bobslet does not recommend kind of looking at some of these options as tactics to pursue. I think, as you mentioned, right, there's, you know, the risk of not only kind of losing money in doing something like this, but there's also obviously the risk of, you know, listing suppression or like even worse, getting your account shut down. So I think sometimes it's better to err on the side of caution when it comes to things like this. And I try to kind of always look at situations with Amazon in a way of, you know, if you were in a boardroom meeting with them and you had to explain to them, you know, something that you did, would they look at you and then punish you for what you just told them? And if you think that the answer is leaning towards yes, it's probably best to avoid doing that altogether. Just, you know, you don't want to lose out in sales because you tried something and then get in trouble for it. So I just, I just, you know. Yeah, it's a huge risk for, which ultimately, I mean, we can get into, but I, I don't think a lot of these tactics are worth the, I mean, it's kind of three parts to it. The money involved of product giveaways and running, you know, external traffic, the time involved, you know, whether it's yourself or people's salaries of setting all these processes up, and then just the Mm -hmm. risk of ultimately getting banned from Amazon potentially. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, to that, outside of the big three, do you see or have experience with maybe any other downsides to exploring some gray hat tactics for sellers? Yeah, I mean, on the not so bad, 
you know, practices is, you know, if you, even if you do everything perfect, right, if you get too many buys in a day or things look suspicious, that could mm-hmm. hurt your ranking. Or if you get too many reviews and that looks suspicious, you get review blocked. So even if you do things, yes. things perfectly, you could still damage yourself. So I think those are overall just the most important things. Even if you do things right, you have a chance of being penalized. And if you do things mm-hmm. wrong, you could be totally wiped off. Yeah, definitely. And to that and the conversation we had just a moment ago about, you know, allocating funds and time with your staff towards something like this, do you find or think that there's, you know, instead of doing this, there's a better strategy to just pursue maybe spending it on PPC and campaign strategies instead of doing stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's just so many just costs of the rebate programs. So you have, I mean, first the salary, you know, and it's hard mm-hmm. to train someone on this. So you're likely going to have to find someone and pay someone an experienced salary that knows what they're doing and how to implement all these things. Then you have to pay for the Facebook or Google ads to, to drive traffic. Then you have to pay for, you know, giving the product away. And then another big thing is if you're using chatbots or landing pages, your customers are always going to break things or not do things correctly. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to spend the time funneling customers back into chatbots or rebuilding the landing pages. And it's just like you're doing all these things when you could you could just press, you know, one button on, on Amazon ads <laughs> yeah. and, and get your, you know, take, maybe you're going to take a, I mean, you're definitely taking a loss in these reviews strategies off the cuff. You know, the theory is eventually you'll get enough organic ranking, it'll be worth it. But you can do the same thing with, one person hitting one button, increasing the bit of that critical keyword, and you've done, you've gone eighty percent of the benefit with maybe five percent of the work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Any other insights there, or any other you know, gray hat topics or things that you're finding interesting that I may have missed at this point that you wanted to talk about? I think just before I guess diving into anything gray hat is. Ultimately, you just want your, your listing to be top tier because if your listing has your keywords and you've done your PPC with those same keywords, you're likely going to convert. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, these gray hat tactics just really are not just not worth it, I don't think. Yeah, and I would agree with that. And I think, you know, there's a big area that people overlook in terms of like their listing and their PPC, like their upside and on the PPC side together, right? As we mentioned, the keyword aspect, I think it's really important to have those two kind of in lockstep together and utilizing, you know, what you find relevant and converting in terms of advertising is also important to include on PDPs and, you know, in titles and bullet points and descriptions. And I think, you know, dedicating the time to doing stuff like that. And then, like you said, making, you know, your listings bulletproof in terms of, your presentation to the consumer is always going to be a lot better and a lot more profitable for you as a seller and for your product to get those conversions. I think that's something that people kind of overlook because they just want like the quick fix, right? Like everybody's like, how can I do the least work and get the Yeah, there's always a shiny object in a Mm -hmm. Facebook group or a a forum or something, but there's so much low-hanging fruit that people that are perfectly within TOS that people are not already doing. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. So at this time, I just kind of wanted to ask you a couple questions just in regards to retail marketplace and e-commerce. 
in general, not gray hat or black hat specific. Is there anything in the e-commerce world that you've kind of changed your mind about recently? It's on the same topic, but I used to be a firm believer in all these tactics of, mm-hmm. you know, all these gray hat things. And But after realizing the amount of work and implementation that we've already kind of discussed, I, I'm a firm believer in just it doesn't sound as cool, but just play by the rules. And yeah, right. Just do the work. <laughs> and just do just do the right thing because you can get that same visibility and that same benefit and actually save time and money by just running an ad. So yep. If you're really serious about driving ranking, being comfortable with running an ad at a high A cost for a sustained amount of time. So I think that's that's mm-hmm. the major thing. That's great. That's great. And then the other question I wanted to ask, is there anything new or anything that you see maybe coming in the future months or down the road that you're excited about that maybe wasn't available before in the e-commerce, especially Amazon specific? Yeah, just the ad platform itself is, I feel like Amazon just slowly copies Google, a lot of their (laughs) features. So sometimes I look at what Google is already doing and kind of anticipate that at a much slower pace. So there's all the different, especially sponsored brand ad types. Mm-hmm. Then I also think a potential diamond in the rough could be Amazon followers. I think right now it's kind of, there's no ROI, they're hard yeah. to get. But I mean, there's someone in charge of Amazon of for Amazon followers, right? They're not doing this for no reason. And right now it's really low competition. I could just easily see them turning on more features for your followers within maybe a year or two. And then the people who have built a following in Amazon are going to mm-hmm. reap those benefits, just like it's easier to build the following of any platform early on when you're not really seeing the benefits. You know, people in right. whatever, 2011, 2012, had no reason that they thought had to build these big Instagram followers, mm-hmm. followings now. Yeah, now, now look at all of like the influencers who are, you know, making so much money off just hosting a product from a company. Yeah, so, so it's kind of an, an opaque bet of not really mm-hmm. knowing what's going on, but, you know, they're not doing that for no reason. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And it's definitely, you can see the influence, I think, from social media, whether it be, you know, TikTok or Instagram in terms of like the lives and the post aspect that you just spoke about. So I think exactly yeah, like the social shopping. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is so visual now, right? In terms of presenting products to customers, you know, you think about like those quick hitting images that people see and they're like, Ooh, what is that? Where do I get it? Kind of thing. So I think that's probably, you know, the mentality that I think Amazon would be taking with the posts. Like you mentioned, like there's a low chance that it's, they're just doing it for fun and there isn't something kind of planned behind it coming down the road. So. Yeah. And the kind of a partner to that is like you mentioned the live shopping, you know, Amazon sees how big that is in Asia and such. And it's another thing that you're slowly seeing those live streams pop up on pages they weren't seen on before. Mm-hmm. So something else to it's who knows in 10 years, Amazon might look like a social platform between these followers <laughs> yeah, right. and lives. That'd be wild. Yeah. It was interesting to see on prime day specifically, like opening the app and seeing immediately, they just had a live video rolling at like the top of the screen. Somebody was selling something, you know? So yeah, that was a really interesting aspect this year that I noticed. All right. So I think we've covered a lot and I think we went over some important information and I think we're in a good spot to wrap it up. So I just wanted to say thank you very much for your time and, you know, 
appreciate everything that you shared with us today. Thank you, Julian. Have a great one. You as well. Take care.